Welcome to Detour to Neverland, your guide to living your best Disney life through your hobby or business. Here's your hosts, Brendan and Catherine. Welcome back to Detour to Neverland. Today is episode number 92. We have a couple of pieces of news and announcements that we have to cover before our interview. So if you listened to last episode, number 91, with Zainab, you might have heard that we have a new voicemail line that you can call into. So it's a great way for us to connect and for you to be a part of the show. And we're going to play any message that we get on upcoming episodes. So brand new thing, so I completely understand that. We only got one voicemail from last week. And so thank you so much for Amanda for leaving that. We're going to play that at the very end of today's episode. So right before our outro, you will hear that voicemail. And so we want to open that up again. And so the questions that we're going to ask, we're going to keep the same one from last episode. You can call in and tell us who you are, where you're calling from. And also if you have any, you know, blog websites or Instagram handles or Facebook communities or anything that you would like to plug and connect with other Detour to Neverland listeners, please feel free to share that there. The other question that we wanted to ask is one of our Fast Pass Round questions, which ride do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment from the parks? The spicier the answer, the better. So I want to hear some some less than popular opinions. Tell me what you think. Tell me what you think doesn't fit in the parks. They can be any of the parks, Disneyland, Disney World, or any of the international things. Um, and so once we get a collection of those, then we will play those in an upcoming episode. And maybe Catherine and I will react to some of them as well. So thank you guys so much for joining us. Our episode today is with Hannah Little. Hannah is a travel planner, and she's actually been a longtime Detour listener, so we thank her so much for that. And we're happy that we were able to put this together And I know we've had quite a few travel planners recently, but our approach to this interview was to really draw out how can you connect with your community and your friends and family. So not as much reaching out on social media to strangers to build your client base or to build connections, but how to get those people that you went to high school with or you know, go to your church or whatever it might be, because those are probably the most likely people to engage with your shop or your business or your website, whatever it is, are the people right there that are already familiar with you. So Hannah had some really great strategies and tips for that. They were so excited to share. Um, And the other thing that I wanted to mention was Catherine and I will be in Walt Disney World this week. Um, And so now is a great time that if you're not already connected with us on social media, you can join us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast or find us on Facebook and you can just search for Detour to Neverland or search for the um, or go into our show notes and they'll have the link there as well. And also link to our Facebook community page where we spend a lot of time conversing, chatting about the episodes, chatting about tips and just chatting about anything Disney in general. Um, And that's also in our show notes, or you can search for Detour to Neverland podcast community on Facebook. So I know that was a lot. I'm sorry for pushing it off, but now we're going to go ahead and play our episode with Hannah Little, and then we will catch back up with you on Thursday. Sure. Well, hey guys, my name is Hannah Little, like they said, and I live in Charleston, South Carolina. I live here with my husband. Our three-year anniversary was actually yesterday. 
Um, and we have two fur babies that I'm obsessed with. They are my life. Um, we have two Husky mixes named Blue and Shadow. Um, outside of Disney, I really love to be outside. I have a degree in equine business, which is completely random, I know. Um, but I take horseback riding lessons. I love to take my dogs to the dog park. We live at a beach, so I try to go to the beach as much as I can. Um, and I'm also a singer and worship leader. I'm in a wedding band. I do all of the things. But other than that, Disney is my life for sure. Well, uh, first off, congratulations on your three-year anniversary. Thank yes. you. Also, you live in like the most swoon-worthy city. I'm obsessed <laughs> with Charleston. It's true. It's true. Uh, we love it here. What's the restaurant that you ate at on your uh, bachelorette trip? That... Man, I wish Coast. I could. Coast, yes. Have you ever been there? No, I haven't. Oh, they have some good crab dip. I went for the crab dip. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. You had your bachelorette party here? Yes, because I, I oh, love Charleston. It's so cute. That's so fun. Yes, yes. We, we seriously love it here. Well, awesome. So... Next thing, I think it's great to lay that foundation and learn about kind of what is your Disney story? Kind of how did you develop this love and passion for it over time? Sure. So I grew up just loving Disney, everything, all of the movies. I would set up all of my stuffed animals and we would all watch Disney movies together every day, all day. My poor mom who had to listen to all of that <laughs> Um, but I grew up going to the parks because my aunt actually worked at Disney. She was the bluebird in the Lion King show. And so she would get us tickets and we got to go for free. So that was a huge blessing. And um, it's just kind of a passion of mine and a love that never really went away. It just kind of um, evolved and developed over time as I got older. And I somehow convinced my husband for our one-year wedding anniversary to go to Disney with me. I'm still not really sure how I did that. Mm -hmm. Oh, my gosh. My dogs are barking. Um, <laughs> Huskies. This is what I live with. Mm -hmm. um, and so I convinced him to go to Disney with me. And we just had the best time of our lives. And, I mean, we were crazy. We went from rope drop to park closed for five days in a row and we came home and we were the most physically exhausted we have ever been but I think mentally and emotionally it was just the most refreshing and restoring trip and we have been obsessed ever since I got so is the bluebird is that is that like the aerialist Yes. What? <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. that is my amazing. My mind is blown. I know, isn't that hilarious? Mm -hmm. And what's even cuter is she actually met my uncle. They have been married for over 10 years now. He was one of the gymnastic monkeys, and that is where they met. Oh, uh, that is just that too cute. You are just, uh, you are full of the cutest things. <laughs> this is so great. I'm so glad. <laughs> So, wait, I did have – Brendan's, like, tell me to ask the next question, but I did have another question. Since you mentioned Disney movies, we always ask, what was your childhood, like, your most watched Disney movie? It was definitely a tie between The Little Mermaid and Lion King. That was my childhood. Yes, I can definitely relate to The Lion King. Yes, it's so good. You didn't watch The Little Mermaid as much? 
I mean, I did, but I think I was always the Lion King and my sister was always Beauty and the Beast. So between the two, our VCR was very busy. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. Well, good deal. So obviously, since we mentioned at the beginning, you are a travel planner now. So Mm -hmm. can you just kind of tell us the origin of that? You know, how did you get started in it, go from idea to getting it up and running? Kind of what did that that process look like for you? Sure. So I have been the Disney fanatic among my friends and family for a very long time. Um, And I don't know how it happened, but people just started coming to me asking me for fast pass help or which one should I book and um, where should we go eat when we're in Epcot and people just calling me and texting me. And I ended up spending more time on Disney stuff than I was my actual job. And so I'm like, okay, how can I turn this into something that will actually pay me money and could turn into a career? And so it's funny, I would always get these Facebook ads that were like, work for Disney from home. And I would always click them. And it's like, you can work from Disney remotely if you work in these states. And it's like Florida and Texas and California, nowhere near where I live. And so I was always super disappointed. And so I did a bunch of research into um, being a travel agent. And I just realized based on, you know, all the experience that I've had with certain jobs, everything that I've learned, um, skills that I've obtained over time, I just really felt like um, being a travel agent would be a great job for me. I think that I would be really good at it. And um, I'd be able to do it from home. My husband's in the military. And so we'll be moving around a lot. So this is the perfect job for me just to pick up and move. I can keep all my same clients. When we do move, it's a great opportunity for me to meet new people and find new clients there. Um, And so I just began to research a bunch of different agencies, um, found a good few that I felt really matched with my values and beliefs and what I wanted to accomplish out of this career and applied to them, Um, interviewed at a couple different agencies and eventually took a position at the one that I'm at now, which is Jacob's Travel and Tours. And I love it. It is the best thing ever. Yeah, I love that you mentioned that it definitely kind of fit with like your lifestyle and the things that you have going on. And I thought that your outlook on, you know, moving, which can be so like scary or daunting, you're, you know, I can get new clients. And I think that's so great. And mm-hmm. that's, that's really true. Yeah. Um, and I also think, you know, when you decided that you were going to, you know, go with this travel agency. You mentioned interviewing, but is there anything else that goes into, like, actually starting to be a travel planner? Yeah, so the, excuse me, the application process was definitely very extensive. Um, They want to make sure that you are legit, that you have been to Disney, that you have a lot of Disney knowledge and experience and so just that in itself was very intimidating but once I got to the interview section it was really just fun because it was kind of like this just people wanting to talk to you about Disney and the things that you love and why you want to do this job Um, so once I accepted the job you have to sign up on the Disney travel agents website and then you undergo a ton of training which for me was the best thing ever because I got to do training on every single Disney brand. So Disney Cruise Line, Adventures by Disney, Disneyland, all of these things that I had some information about but had never really learned. 
So it was such a cool opportunity for me to get to learn all of this behind the scenes information and how these different brands work. And so that was probably um, the most extensive of it was that training. Mm-hmm. Something I've always been interested in as like a day in the life of a travel planner. If you, you know, when you're online, I'm sure every day or multiple times a week, booking dining or booking fast passes or even researching for fast passes and dining that you've already booked. Is that like, uh, I'm trying to think of the right way to ask it. Do you get any (laughs) FOMO like that? You're sad that you're not the one going on a trip. (laughs) Absolutely. It's funny that you say that because that's actually what my boss told me when she was interviewing me. She said, Now, Hannah, I'm just going to tell you when people or she said, I'm just going to tell you, you're going to have a really hard time at this job. And I was like, oh, gosh, why? And she said, because people are going to go on trips and you're not going to have a trip planned and you're going to be really jealous and sad. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, if that's the worst of the worst, I think I'm going to be okay." (laughs) (laughs) Has anyone ever like wanted to book anything that you've just like thought in your head, like, Ooh, you probably shouldn't do that. And like, but they were just like insistent. There have definitely been instances where clients want to go to certain restaurants or, you know, do rides in a certain order or not get the park hopper option. And I always, I really want to be honest with my clients and I really want them to have the best experience possible. And so I do try and push them in the right direction gently with encouragement (laughs) and just kind of tell them what my past experience has been. Um, But there are definitely people who are very persistent. So everyone's different. It just kind of depends. Well, I do think that is a good approach to be like sharing your past experiences and, and, you know, gently try to nudge them (laughs) in the right direction because, you know, if they go to a restaurant that is generally perceived as not great, they'd probably, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they have a bad experience. They would, they'd probably, you know, you don't want to say, I told you so, you know, you <laughs> yes, want to exactly. do that on the front end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I can't, what, I can't even think like coral reef is the one that comes to my mind. Like, <laughs> yeah, no. you never liked coral reef. That's yeah. funny you say that because we just went there on our last trip and I was, so excited about it and I could not have been more underwhelmed I was so upset (laughs) we went like years ago probably five or six years I think it was for your graduation so my high school graduation so 2011 Mm -hmm. so it's been a while Um, I graduated high school (laughs) so yeah 2011 it was good then but Mm -hmm. then we went afterwards like chasing that meal that we had the last mm-hmm. time, and it it was just never there. It was a letdown. Oh, oh, that's the worst. <laughs> <laughs> but there are some that are so subjective because a lot of people don't like bongos, which is now closing, which uh, is sad mm-hmm. because We're but we with we love bongos. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's true. I think it just I think every restaurant you go to at Disney, you're going to have a completely different experience. And that really plays into whether or not you like it. And so really, it is just based on the person and that experience that they had. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So another thing that I think is unique going on in your life is that I know you shared recently that your husband is now a travel planner. So kind of how do you see the two of you being able to work together or kind of what will that kind of teamwork make the dream work (laughs) situation (laughs) look like? I love that. Yeah, he recently became a travel agent. He signed on with my agency. 
And he really did it because as soon as I started, I was kind of just flooded with people and, you know, I have different things going on and trying to balance everything in life. And I would be talking to a client and then I'd have to leave and he would just take over for me. And so sometimes I'll start a deal and he'll finish it or he'll start a deal and I'll have to finish it. Um, and so it's just really, really worked out super well for us. He's in dental school, so he's super, super busy. So I'm able to help with some of his clients. Um, so it's been really great so far. So was he a Disney person up until that first trip that you took for your one year anniversary? Definitely not to the extent that I was. Um, he definitely grew up watching movies, but I don't know. He never was obsessed like I was. But after that first trip, he was sold and he was like, yep, this is the best thing ever. We're coming back. <laughs> I love that. And now he's a travel planner. It's yep, like full he sure circle. Is. I know. It's so funny. <laughs> So something else that we've also talked about in the past um, is just, you know, how social media is such a great tool to help, you know, build clients and even, you know, in other Disney pursuits, you know, like share content and just gain followers and different things. Um, And that's, you know, an approach that's very helpful for, you know, strangers, you know, you're selling yourself or your products to strangers, but something that me and Brendan were thinking about is, you know, how can you kind of sell yourself or sell, you know, travel planning to like your family and your friends and let them know that this is what you're doing? Yeah, sure. So initially, those were definitely the people I went after first. Um, I had this big list um, because I had been preparing to take this job for months before I even got the job. I was pretending like I had gotten it. So I had this huge list and I was just watching social media, seeing who was going to Disney, um, writing their names down so that I could contact them once I got the job. So those people and then friends and family were the ones that I contacted first and just said, hey, you guys know that I love Disney. I'm so excited to let you know that I have taken this next step. Or next step, I am now a travel agent. Um, if you want to go to Disney anytime soon, if there's anyone that pops into your head um, immediately that you know wants to take a trip, just give me their information. Give them my information. Um, and it kind of just went off from there. Social media is definitely huge. All pretty much, I would say probably 90% of the business that I've done has been on Facebook. It is unbelievable. Um and if you follow me on Instagram, my Instagram is not all Disney. Um, it's just my life and pictures. But the majority of my life is Disney. So there are a lot of Disney pictures. And like you were saying, when you're a travel agent, you're selling yourself more than you're selling the product. And so I just want people to see what's going on in my life. I do want them to see that Disney is a huge part of my life. And I want them to see Disney from my perspective. Um there might be some different views of Magic Kingdom that, that I might love that someone else has never seen before. And I would love for people to get to see that perspective. Um, so, yeah, social media has been huge. And word of mouth from those initial family and friends that I talked to has also been a huge help. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a really good point. The way that you said, you know, you're selling yourself and not necessarily Disney. And we've heard similar things, you know, Disney obviously sells itself. I mean, everyone wants to go to Disney or, you know, Mm -hmm. people who are going to Disney are going to Disney. So 
you know, is there any other ways that you, you know, if someone is looking to be a travel planner, like how, what's the best way to sell yourself, I guess? I would just say be really genuine in any way that you can. Um, Be honest and open with people. And it's not just social media that I use for marketing. Um, There are different ads that I have out there. Um, I do this really creepy thing. I can't believe I'm about to tell you this. I do this really creepy thing when I go to like Target or the grocery store. I park as far away as I can so that I can walk down the aisles and look at people's stickers on their cars because a lot of people have Disney stickers. And if someone does have a Disney sticker, I will go and put my business card in their car window and hope that they call me. (laughs) And I know that's so creepy, but it has actually worked. So that's why I continue to do it. Um, but I mean, I try to always have one, at least one thing Disney when I go out in public. Um, I do have a Mickey head tattoo on my ankle. So that's that's always with me. Um, it's a great conversation starter. Um, but I would just say, just find what works for you. Find where you're comfortable. Um, because if you're uncomfortable, you're not going to be able to speak clearly about what you're passionate about and really market yourself well. I don't think that's creepy. I think that's like highly ambitious. Yeah. And like you said, oh, it okay. works. I mean, hey, <laughs> that's well, great. That makes me feel better. <laughs> but I do think what what you said of, of doing things that you're comfortable with is important because yeah. I've mentioned it before. Like I interviewed to be a travel planner at one time. It It wasn't the right fit for me. Like I'm just not the right at least currently I'm not the right person to do this role. (laughs) I'm just not built for it. And what really like terrified me was of course, you know, during the interview process, they ask about my wife and I say, Oh, she's a teacher. And they're like, okay, well you'll need to like set up a booth at all of the school events and like talk to (laughs) parents there, like send flyers home with her students. And I was like, I'm out. I can't do (laughs) that. But so I think it's good to be honest with yourself about like what, what things are, what you are and are not willing to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes, for sure. And I think I was really, really blessed to get a job with the agency that I did get a job with because they have really given me just free reins to go and do this the way that I want to do it. So I've never felt pressured to hand out flyers at school events if I didn't want to. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's a good point too, that all, you know, agencies are so different, you know, and if you if this is something that you're looking into doing, I mean, you probably, it's a lot of homework and research, I would assume, that goes into mm-hmm. that. Yes, for sure. Yeah. But you can find, I think that that's the the kind of thesis that I get, is that there's a travel agency out there that kind of fits what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. That they're, yes. they're all so diverse that you don't have to do the first one that you come across that you can find one that kind of matches, like you said, your, your values and your morals and kind of what, what you were looking to do. Definitely. And actually one of the agencies I interviewed with, they offered me a job and I took some time to think about it and turned it down because I really just had a feeling that this wasn't the right one. And I'm so glad that I did. And I listened to my gut because I was able to find the right one and the right fit. Yeah. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. So I want to end this segment real quick before we head into our fast fest round and just, I think you've already hit on some of them, but is there anything that you haven't mentioned as far as like tips for some, someone either looking to become a travel agent or someone who's already a travel agent, just like strategies and, and approaches that have worked for you? 
I would really just say if you're looking to become a travel agent, really do your research, um, apply to some really great agencies. Don't sell yourself short and think that you're not going to get the job because you haven't been on a Disney cruise yet or you haven't been to Disneyland. You've only been to Disney World because that was my experience. I think that um, some of the applications really try and scare you out of applying. Um, but yeah, just don't sell yourself short. Pursue what you're passionate about. Um, find the agency that fits for you and then um, just work really, really hard. I would say that. Yeah, I love all this. Yeah, can't wait to hear what you say at the end for our uh, takeaways because that was <laughs> that was so well said. So awesome. Well, Hannah, thank you so much for sharing everything about yeah. being a travel planner and your experience for that. I know that we actually the, the day that we we're recording this, we actually got a message from someone who is becoming a travel planner, and oh, they just oh, got cool. accepted by agency and listened to the show and, and got the inspiration for do it. Seriously, like the most amazing message ever. So I think there's Aww. a lot of people out there who are interested in this stuff. So I thank you so much for sharing kind yeah, of your experiences. Awesome. Yeah. I think we can all relate to the struggle of looking for the perfect Disney photo for a blog post or for an Instagram post of a message that we want to share. Luckily, our friend Kirsten over at the Photo Reserve, which you might remember her back from num- episode number 85, has put together this program where you can have access to high-quality professional Disney photographs that you can use however you'd like to help you gain exposure or to gain more followers, whatever it might be that you need help with photos with, they have the solution. So to get six completely free Disney photos that you can use however you'd like, head to reportthemagic.com detour. Again, that's reportthemagic.com detour. You're going to get six free photos and Kirsten's step-by-step guide to how to grow your Pinterest. So completely free. There's no reason not to check it out. It would support us and it would support Kirsten as well. So that's reportthemagic.com detour. Now back to the show. So next is going to be our fast pass round. So we'll just kind of throw out these Disney topics. And if you can share the first thing that comes to your mind so our listeners can get to know your Disney fandom a little bit better. Okay, I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) So the first one is an easy one. Just name the Disney parks that you visited. Okay, I have been to Walt Disney World and all four parks that are there. And of those four parks, which one is your favorite and why? I would have to say Magic Kingdom. Um, There is nothing like turning the corner on Main Street and seeing the castle for the first time. It just literally takes my breath away every single time. It doesn't matter how many times we've been there. I just love it. And I think also just growing up as a Disney kid and being obsessed with all things Disney princesses, there's something so nostalgic and sweet about being in Magic Kingdom. And I love all the shows and the food. And there's just so much to do there, so many things to offer for all ages. Um, That's also my park that I recommend most to people. Um, and the Once Upon a Time projection show is my favorite nighttime show. I love it so much. Ooh, that is interesting. So you like it more than Happily Ever After? I do, and I know that that is an unpopular opinion, but I love it. Interesting. That is interesting. Yeah. We've kind of taken it for granted. We just kind of like walk up last minute. Yeah. Yes, everyone does, and you're missing out. 
<laughs> that's a good that's a good pro tip. We need to watch it more seriously next time. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think that for me, the fireworks and the projection on the castle is just so much to watch at the same time. So I kind of, I just like the simplicity of the projection show only. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. I, side note, I am pumped for the projection show in Hollywood Studios now. That's before oh my the gosh, Star me Wars. too. Yes. I can't wait. Because it's got like Steamboat Willie and like Walt is up there for a while and like the art yes. of animation. Like sign me up. I'm hyped. It's all the classics. I just had a client go um the opening week of that for the 30th anniversary and i was like you have to go see the show mm-hmm. and she went and saw it and said it was incredible so uh, i'm excited us too so the next one would be your disney bucket list trip okay y'all are gonna hate me for this because i know everyone says this but tokyo sea <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go there so bad. And I think it's because The Little Mermaid was one of my favorite movies. And the castle there is King Triton's castle. And I think that's so cool. But everyone's pictures just look so cool. And everyone that comes back says that it's just the best trip ever. So I would love to go there. But I also want to go to Disneyland. That's a much more um, reasonable trip for me at this time. And I am going on a Disney cruise for the first time in 2020 so i'm slowly crossing things off the list where's your cruise going to we are going to the caribbean that's exciting we want to do that so bad we want to sign up for that one that goes to castaway key like twice in one trip (laughs) yes (laughs) i don't know if we're doing that one i can't remember but i know we're going there at least once and i think i'm most excited about that (laughs) yes so here's Here's an idea. Just throwing it out there. You can consult your husband and, and take it for what it's worth. But maybe you, I think as a travel planner, it's research and development. You go to Los Angeles, you go see Disneyland, then you go to Tokyo. Flights are more reasonable there than they are from Charleston. Mm-hmm. And then and then on the way back, you swing through Alani and then you're just... You're hitting you, them all up. Yeah. Then you can start oh selling gosh. those vacations. You're just in a much better spot, I think. It's a business decision. I agree. That would be just great research for me, and I will have to make that happen. (laughs) That would be a dream. One other thing, I've been thinking, because so many people say Tokyo, obviously. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to start saying, like, what is it about Tokyo? Like, but one of the ones that has really grown on my list is the people. Everybody who goes there said that they're just the nicest nicest. human beings on the planet. Mm -hmm. It's, like, so courteous sitting down for a parade like can you imagine oh, seeing wow. that in orlando <laughs> no <laughs> no people aren't that nice yeah in california well, we sat down for a parade and then kids oh sat gosh. in front of us i was so oh, or like no. kicked me like in my back i was i don't think i've ever been so irritated in my life and i work with kids <laughs> <laughs> that's that's really saying something that's pretty bad <laughs> it was pretty bad yeah, that's interesting. I haven't heard that. And I think that's really saying something because I feel like most people are pretty nice when they're at Disney. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I can't imagine people sitting down at parades. My mind is blown by that. Oh, yeah. It's like, I think it's like the first two rows. <laughs> have to sit. Have yeah. to sit. And I think the cast members enforce it, but I think the people would do it anyway. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know about uh-huh. fireworks. Do they sit for fireworks? I don't know. We'll have to ask some people who have been. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, if everyone sat for fireworks, you would get a much better view because I feel like it's easier to look up like that when you're sitting down. It doesn't make sense that everyone stands up. Let's just say that. Yes. I don't know how it happened. It was a once in a lifetime <laughs> opportunity, but we were there for Mickey's Halloween party or not so scary Halloween party mm-hmm. once. And for some reason, everybody stayed seated during the entire Whoa. fireworks show. I think everyone was just so tired or something. I don't know what it was, <laughs> but they did. And it was amazing. And like some people started to stand up and people booed up. I was like, no, <laughs> no, do not. Oh my gosh. I was like, that is hilarious. We need to get all these people's contact information because we only will go to the party with these people from now. Yes. <laughs> That's amazing. So next one would be your favorite Disney resort. And it doesn't necessarily have to be one that you've stayed at. Okay, my favorite Disney resort is Animal Kingdom Lodge, and the story of how we got to stay there is actually funny. So this was for our trip last March, and we, I think we were staying at Pop Century, and this was before all of them were refurbished. So there was a risk, like, would you get one of the cool new rooms, or would you get one of the old rooms? And so I think it was maybe two weeks before we were supposed to leave. And my husband calls me and he says, you are not going to believe this. And I said, what? And he said, Disney just called me. They double booked us for Pop Century. And so they moved us to a different resort. Guess which one it is. And I just figured, oh, my gosh, it's probably one of the all stars. (laughs) And he said, (laughs) he said, no, it's Animal Kingdom Lodge. And I literally almost started crying on the phone with him. (laughs) And so we got to stay at Animal Kingdom Lodge for the same price as a value resort. And it was just the coolest thing ever. The lobby is so beautiful and so grand. And I love animals, obviously. And so just getting to walk outside and see safari animals was just incredible. So we love Animal Kingdom Lodge. Man, talk about some Disney magic. Yeah. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that is incredible. Yeah. It was it was really cool. It was really special. So the next one would be if you could only fast pass one ride for the rest of your life, which one would it be? I would have to pick Flight of Passage mainly because I do not like waiting in lines. The the absolute maximum I will wait is pretty much 45 minutes. So that's a great thing about booking a trip with me is I do offer itinerary planning. And it's one of my favorite things to do. And I can guarantee that you will not wait in line for longer than 45 minutes if you have me plan your itinerary. But I think mainly I just really want to get a fast pass for that so that I can walk past people in the queue and just walk by waving saying, hello, <laughs> yes, I'm riding this again for the fifth time and you're still in line for three hours. <laughs> oh, man. That is a good choice. That, yeah. That one's hard to beat, especially since the line is so crazy long. Yes. Yeah. We waited two hours. And Ooh. normally my my top is like 30 minutes. Like 20, yeah. 20 is even pushing it sometimes. <laughs> but yeah, we waited two hours and... But that is the one ride that I would say is worth it. Is worth it. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. I agree with that. That's true. So sticking with rides and attractions, which ride do you think is due for an exit or a refurbishment from the parks? This is going to be unpopular, but I have to say Buzz Lightyear needs to be refurbished or needs to go away. I think if it's going to be refurbished, 
the technology needs to be upgraded so that it's more like Toy Story Mania. But what is the point of having two rides that are basically the same thing with the same characters? So I feel like it just needs to go away. <laughs> That's not unpopular with me. I don't know. What do you think, Catherine? Because you like that ride. I I like it, but it is frustrating because it it isn't very accurate. And, yeah. and you know, like you, it's, yeah. I, I don't think that's super unpopular either. If it was more and accurate like, or better technology, it would be much more enjoyable. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I think I liked it more before Toy Story Mania. Because now it's like, you know what you're missing out on. You know that there's a better option. So it's like, why would you ride Buzz Lightyear? <laughs> I've got to say, Hannah, maybe you shouldn't go to Disneyland. Because <laughs> if you ride that Buzz Lightyear... You're never going to want to do the one in Walt Disney World again. <laughs> yeah, really? I will say that one is much better. Yeah. Well, that's good. Because the guns. The guns are better and more accurate. And they're on like a, a rope. They're not stuck to your cart. So you can. Mm-hmm. You can pick oh. them up and move them. So you're not constantly yelling at whoever's controlling the joystick. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. I will definitely have to try that when I go there one day. Yep. <laughs> So next one would be your favorite snack or a go-to snack. My favorite snack. I love Dole Whip, obviously, just like everyone else. But I really, really love the fruit and Nutella waffle sandwich from Sleepy Hollow Inn. You just, you cannot beat it. And they're huge. And I know that me and my husband can share one, but I just refuse to. I have to get my own. <laughs> We've. I'm sad that's something that we haven't tried. It's definitely oh, on the list. Oh, have to try it. Yes, it is so good. And I've recently, don't they have like a chicken and waffle one too? Yes, they do. See, I, I've never in my life liked chicken and waffles until like a month ago. <laughs> really? <laughs> and now I love them, yes. So I feel okay, like that's, did, that's a must try. You have to try it. But did y'all ever go to Backlot Express in Hollywood Studios when it was still Star Wars themed? No. <laughs> okay. Sadly. They had these chicken and waffles that were the best. If that was if they were still a thing, that would be my favorite go to. But they were um not Mickey waffles, but the same recipe and they had like Darth Vader on them and it was just these little chicken nuggets. It was the best thing ever and I'm so sad that they are gone. Oh, that is so cute. Unfortunately, I, I was about to say maybe they'll be in Galaxy's Edge, but I feel like everything we've heard about that, that they're not going to be serving like Darth Vader waffles. <laughs> Darth <Yes>. Vader waffles. <laughs> uh, it's not realistic enough for no. Galaxy's Edge. No. <laughs> but we funny. can only hope. Yep. So sticking with food, what is your favorite table service and your favorite quick service restaurant? Please say Coral Reef. <laughs> I know, I gave such a great review of it. I'm going to pick Coral Reef. No. Um, my favorite table service is 50s Primetime Cafe in Hollywood Studios. I just love it. I have the best time whenever we go there. And it's always a completely different experience because you have a different server. Um, but I love the food. I love the theming and the decorations. I think I was born at the wrong time. And I was actually supposed to be born in the 50s or like have lived through the 50s. Um, and I just love it. Last time we were there, we sat beside this family is probably about eight of them. 
and the server walked up. You could tell they had never been before. And the server walked up and just did the normal thing, like, hey, I'm your uncle. These are your cousins, blah, blah, blah. And he said, did you guys wash your hands? And they just stared at him blankly. And he said, hello, did y'all wash your hands? And they kind of all looked at each other and said, no. And so he literally, like, pulled out their chairs from under them and made them get up and go wash their hands. And it was the funniest thing (laughs) because they were so confused. They didn't get it. They need like a briefing or something like a brochure, like a how to before (laughs) you walk in. Yes, this is what you're going to experience. (laughs) So yes, we just love it there. It's time we try it again. I, got, I don't think I've ever been there. Well, it's because I won't allow us to. <laughs> <laughs> Did you have a bad experience? I, I mean. He's one that just, he's not good at playing along. No, oh. <laughs> it was just that, like, my parents loved it. So they would mm-hmm. always take us there. And I was super shy as a kid. And I still yes. am, pretty much. And my brother was super shy as well. So we just hated the attention. Of oh like, gosh, it's probably you know, traumatizing. <laughs> yeah, like get your elbows off the table and like yelling and everybody's looking. Yes. It's just like, <laughs> I think I would have fun with it now. But yes, you definitely need to give it another try. <laughs> I've heard great things about the meatloaf. You like meatloaf. Yes, right? I do like meatloaf. The meatloaf is so good. <laughs> what about quick service? A quick service? I really love Cicely's Canteen in Pandora. The food is just so good. And the, um, it's the blueberry, I think it's a cheesecake mousse. The half for dessert is one of my favorite desserts in Disney. It, it is like the grossest looking, but best tasting dessert for sure. Another one we've never tried. Mm-hmm. I mean, we've tried Satuli, but we haven't tried that the dessert. dessert. Yeah. Well, I'm just helping you guys out. I'm just putting a bunch <laughs> of things on your to-do list. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's the whole point of the fast pass round is just for us to make yeah, our just to session. make notes. Yes. And- <laughs> I love that. Learn new things. So next one would be your favorite character meet and greet moment. Okay. This is technically not a meet and greet, but we were walking down one of the paths beside Cinderella Castle and Peter Pan was there messing with people who were waiting in line at Cinderella's Royal Table. And so we just kind of walked by and said like, oh, there's Peter Pan. That's cool. Um, and I was, we weren't holding hands, but I was holding on to my husband's arm and we were just walking and Peter Pan like caught eyes with us and ran over and started walking and was just talking about like, Oh, this is why you should never grow up because then you think boys are cute and you end up getting married and that's gross. Y'all are gross. (laughs) And he walked with us all the way from Cinderella's Royal Table all the way to um, the Merida meet and greet. If you can picture where that is in your head. Yeah. And he told us about his pet squirrel named Frederick and it was just like the most random funniest character interaction ever (laughs) I'm so jealous I know (laughs) that's when I feel like have we ever met Peter Pan I don't think so I don't think we have no next time you'll just have to catch him when he's walking around and just see what (laughs) he says to you (laughs) yeah we kept looking for him in Disneyland because he's out like randomly walking around a lot there. Mm-hmm. And we mm-hmm. just never caught him at the right time. Yeah. Darn. Next time. Yep. So the next one would be your favorite Disney movie. Uh, like I said before, definitely still to this day, The Little Mermaid and The Lion King. 
And the Lion King live action actually comes out on my birthday. So thank you, Disney, for doing that specifically for me. Ah. I feel so loved. <laughs> that is so exciting. So are you excited for wait. that? Oh, my gosh. I can't wait. I'm actually considering getting a Simba tattoo that day and then going to see the Lion King. Wouldn't that be the greatest birthday? <laughs> well, if you want to come to Disney Springs and see it, we will be there seeing it. So yes. If you hey, want to make that it, sounds awesome. Yeah. I mean, if you want to really take it all in, in Disney, that's a good option. That would be the ultimate Lion King birthday for we'll sure. We'll come watch you get the tattoo. <laughs> okay. <laughs> you don't want to get one with me? <laughs> yeah, let's do it, Catherine. Let's get Detour to Neverland tattoos. Yes. Oh my gosh, that would be hilarious. You can get like uh, Mufasa like hanging on your arm or something. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. So next one would be your favorite Disney song. Um, There are two that I really love. I really love How Far I'll Go from Moana. And I really love I Can Go the Distance from Hercules. I think both of those are just really inspirational and motivational if i'm ever feeling down or just feeling really lazy those are my go-tos and i feel like i can conquer the world after i listen to those those are two excellent choices yeah those are definitely like belts it out singing in your car songs oh yeah for sure <laughs> so the next one is your favorite disney quote okay so i have a walt quote that i love and it's that if you can dream it, you can do it. And I had that written um, right beside my desk as I was applying for all these travel agent jobs. And whenever I would get really frustrated, um, I would always look at that and just remember why I originally wanted to do this. And it really helped me get through all of the really difficult um, applications and interviews and all of those things. And then I also really love um, Remember Who You Are from The Lion King. Because I think that just in life, we get so busy and so caught up in all these different things. And um, I think sometimes we really just need to look in the mirror and actually remember who we are and remember why we're doing this and the things that we love and the things that we're passionate about. So that's always a good reminder to me. Boom. I know. Those are two great ones. Love both <laughs> of those. Yeah, and I don't think we've ever had a, a Lion King quote before. No. Nope. But I'm oh, digging yay. it. Yeah. That's awesome. So last question of the Fast Pass round would be your favorite Disney parks memory. Okay. Our first trip, the one that I convinced my husband to take with me, we were in Hollywood Studios. And like I said, we did literally everything. We wanted to try and see and ride everything. So we were in Hollywood Studios. We had one more thing to do, and that was the Frozen sing-along. And we for sure thought this is going to be so dumb. We probably shouldn't even do this. And it is now one of our favorite things at Disney because we discovered Equity Ben. And if you don't follow him on Instagram, <laughs> he is hilarious. Um, but what really made that show was when they started playing Let It Go and the first chorus started, there's a dad who stood up in the middle of the audience and sang at the top of his lungs and literally acted out the entire song and the entire audience was dying and it was like just one of the best memories ever oh my gosh that is awesome that is seriously so 
ironic that you mentioned that because I was just, I'm part of an annual pass holders Facebook group and mm-hmm. someone posted a video of Equity Ben today saying, no I love this guy. And like everybody's like, that's Ben. <laughs> he makes the show. Like I'm sad yeah. when he's not there. <laughs> he is really hilarious. We love him. <laughs> Have you seen the um, Lost Bros shirt that they did of him? No. You'll have to check it out. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I'm going to go look at it as soon as we get off of here. <laughs> I think it sold out, like, instantly. I don't know if they've restocked it, but... <laughs> oh, I believe it. <laughs> I mean, talk about taking your fandom to a whole nother level. <laughs> yes. <laughs> With Equity Ben t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, good deal. So that wraps up the Fast Fast round. So, Hannah, our very last question for you is if you have one piece of parting guidance that you can give to someone who's either looking to jump into the Disney community as a travel planner, as a content creator, or maybe they're going to open up their own shop, what would be your advice to that person? Gosh, I would really just say um, pursue what you love and pursue what you're passionate about and work really, really hard. And remember why you started. Whenever you get frustrated or overwhelmed or anxious, just remember why you started. And for me, I really am passionate about Disney. I've had the most incredible experiences of my life there. And so I want my clients to experience that same thing. It's so important for me to give them this completely stress-free vacation so that they are able to make all of the magical memories. So just remember why you started, pursue what you're passionate about. Don't let other people tell you otherwise and work really hard and have fun. This is like the most fun community to work in. Yeah, absolutely. Couldn't agree more that. And that is so well said. So if you could remind our listeners where they can connect with you online, either to get your services or just to connect. Sure. You can follow me on Instagram. I'm handlit15. That's H-A-N-L-I-T-15. And then I also have a Facebook page where I always keep you up to date with the latest Disney news, and that is Hannah Little, Disney Travel Professional. Perfect. We will link both of those in our show notes as well, so you can easily click over there and connect with Hannah. So, Hannah, thank you so much for joining us. We really had a blast chatting with you today. Thank you guys so much for having me. This was so much fun. Hi, guys. I'm so glad I found your podcast. It's been so helpful to me as a blogger and a small shop with all your expert guests. If you want to check out my blog, it's DisneyFanVacation.com. My Etsy shop is also DisneyFanVacation, and I'm DisneyFanVacation on Instagram. Thanks so much, Brendan and Catherine. Keep up the great work. Do you like Star Wars? How about Marvel? How about Disney? If you answered yes to any of these, we'd love to have you listen to our new podcast, Kingdom Outcast. We're just three guys chatting about news, topics, and events in the Disney universe. Find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or your favorite podcast app. Thank you for listening to Detour to Neverland. Subscribe to the show and leave a review to help more people find us. Follow us on Instagram at Detour to Neverland underscore podcast to see our pictures from the parks. See you real soon.